What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of The Spectators. My name is Julian Osius. I'm here at Brooklyn, and we are celebrating the Super Bowl today. What's going on, Brick? Go Bucks, baby. Go Bucks. T- Tampa been going nuts the last 24 hours, bro. Yeah, it's it's been wild. It's been absolutely it's fun. wild. Big shout out to Tampa. Yeah, man, I'm doing good though. How you doing? Exactly the same. Uh, it's it's a great Monday to be in Tampa Bay. I'll tell you that. I'm happy to be here. Yes, it is. Um, I know. I know you did a little bit of post game Tampa shenanigans. I did, I did, just a little yeah, bit. I, I did I not dabbled. fully participate like I wanted to. I didn't really have a way out there. I didn't want to deal with the logistics of that. But it's um, we got a whole a whole year worth of celebrating now. So I'm not Absolutely. I'm not in any rush. But Super Absolutely. Bowl Fifty Five, the Kansas City Chiefs versus the Tampa Bay Bucks. We'll actually back up for a second. Talk about the whole week before and the build-up before and everything like that. If you guys haven't already checked it out, I believe yesterday afternoon we put out a vlog, our second ever vlog. The spectators went to the Super Bowl fan experience. Brooke, tell us a little bit about that. It was cool, man. I've, I've never actually been to one. This was my first time. I know uh, the last time it was in Tampa you actually got a chance to mm-hmm. go. But it was really dope, bro. The The environment was cool. It was a beautiful day. We got to do some uh, drills. Me and Drew were going at it 1v1 on a bunch of challenges. Out there running 40s, showing off our legs. It was dope, man. I had a great time. Yeah, and we were talking about it. Um, I don't know if you can tell how much fun we had during the video. But it was. <laughs> we, we were talking, and it was probably one of the most fun times that we've had outside of the house in a long time. For a variety yeah. of reasons, particularly not leaving the house, um, but it, it was a really, really good time. I we had a blast. The video was really fun to make, and then fun to edit too. And yeah, it, so definitely go uh, show that some love on YouTube. Yeah, absolutely. Do what you got to do. You know the whole nine. And that was really cool because it. it was like the whole week before, so it started last Friday or Saturday. Went that whole weekend. Started back up on Wednesday of this past week. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And every day they just had kind of the same stuff. I know there was, like, slight variations between the days. On, like, Wednesday and Thursday, you could just go. Every other day you needed, like, a reservation. Mm. And then there was a couple of different parks. I know, like, Curtis Hickson was apparently, like, very tech-oriented. And then where we were at, at Julian B. Lane Park, it was all the combine stuff, a lot of the big head stuff, the trophy was there, there was a big museum, um, all that type of stuff. And I'm glad that we ended up uh, going on a Friday of Super Bowl weekend because just the tension in the air and the environment, you could feel the nerves of all the Chiefs and Bucks fans there. Like, it, it's here. It's Super Bowl weekend. They're, they're a couple of hundred feet away from the Lombardi Trophy at any given time. Yeah. So it's crazy. Yeah, I definitely agree. If we went the week before, it would have still been fun, but it wouldn't have felt like the hype carried over. Like, we went to that, and since that morning on, we were just very excited for the Super Bowl. Yeah, because we we go there, we spend the day, have a great time. The next day, we spend the whole day editing, so we're just reliving that whole thing. And then the next day is Super Bowl Sunday. So you, you already know the vibes on that. So it, it was a really dope weekend. 
Yeah, it, it certainly. And was. just the Super Bowl being in Tampa, and then obviously the Bucks being here, having a home game, just the city. The vibe has just been one of a kind. You're you're not gonna get nothing like this again in your lifetime. Not for football. Definitely not for football. It's crazy. Yeah. And it was really cool too. Like we we have to walk through Riverwalk. If you don't know what that is, it's the Hillsborough River. There's a big walkway that kind of connects a lot of the parks, and it's a cool little thing that Tampa has. Probably one of the cooler things, honestly. It's beautiful over there. Yeah. And we're walking back from the event, and there's just people uh, preaching gospel. And then every other guy, it was like a gospel guy, and then somebody trying to sell you a mask or somebody trying to sell you a shirt. And the shirt said, Mm -hmm. like, Tom M.F. Brady, the goat. And it's just like. The contrast was like five <laughs> feet away. It was amazing. Yeah, bro. <laughs> it was hilarious. And then everybody's just walking, and people are in all sorts of different states of mind and just yeah, yelling. Some are hammered, and, yeah. about to fall into the river, float away. <laughs> and then we yeah, saw like cool. two guys like arguing over like the religion stuff, and we're like, "Jeez, those guys! <laughs> How are we gonna have a religion yeah. argument on Super Bowl week?" <laughs> Uh, that's for a different podcast. <laughs> it's a whole different show, bro. And you know, but yeah, it, it was a beautiful day out there too. Like it, it, it was pretty cold in Tampa for the past couple of days prior to that. Relatively, like it, to Tampa. Yeah. Keep in mind. <laughs> and we get on Friday, and it's just beautiful. Like it, I think it hit about like seventy five, seventy eight. Sunny. You get a nice little cold breeze, and. Mm. Mm-mm-mm. It was great, yeah. And we were right on the water too, so the the views were just crazy. Yeah, so we're hoping that either tomorrow or Wednesday there winds up being some semblance of a parade that we can go and kind of as, as safely as possible have a good time. Um, we're not really sure what the plan is for that. They they probably do something like they did for the lightning, where it's like a boat parade, mm-hmm. but that would be. That would be more than fine with me, I'll tell you what. I feel like this time they're a little more lenient because we're a lot f- like further in and Florida just doesn't accept Corona in its facilities. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure we're just going to go balls to the wall and just <laughs> have a straight-up parade. Yeah, I, that's what I'm thinking too, honestly. And with the way that Ebor has been the last couple of nights, I don't think a parade huh. is really even adding too much fuel because it's already exactly. it's already been packed for days at this point. Yeah, man. And Ebor just living up to its name, yeah. guest and all, showing its true self, popping off. Not the cannons, but people's pocket cannons, and, it, <laughs> and then, it's just been wild. Well, I know we've had a whole bunch of rappers here this weekend too. I know Kodak had a concert. Jack Harlow and Migos had like an after party. Yeah, concert. Hot Boy was here too. Like it, the, the city's been going crazy. Yeah, like it, it's been a spot to be. It, it certainly it's been is a spot to and be. And we've been talking about it all year, like. Just Tampa in general has been the spot. Like you got the Lightning, you got the Rays, you got the Bucks all going to the championship game, and just we, like we said, we've talked about if Corona wasn't a thing, Tampa would have been the hot spot of the world this year. Sports world, but yeah, <laughs> let's keep that in mind. Sports world. I mean, sports sure. world or not, you're still gonna have celebs and everything coming to town. Oh, yeah. So it, it's gonna go crazy. <laughs> yeah, and. It was a really special year, too, and to end it with hosting the Super Bowl. It's funny that the other sports we should have hosted 
like hockey and baseball, we should have hosted games for the World Series and Stanley Cup mm-hmm. just because of the nature of how that works. But we couldn't. And then for for the NFL, we do host it, even though by the nature of the game, you typically don't. But typically never do. So pretty yeah. funny kind of you know juxtaposition there, and just just really weird, just really weird. And the game was equally as weird. You have Tom Brady, mm-hmm. the greatest to ever do it, and Patrick Mahomes, the young the young greatest to ever do it. I mean, Mahomes no, the greatest is, doing yeah, it right now. Mahomes is fantastic. Uh, Chiefs coming to this game down to O linemen. We knew that was going to be an issue for them. We did not think huh. it was going to be huh. as big of an issue as it was. I saw a stat this morning that according to like the advanced analytics and stat casts for football, that Mahomes ran a total of 500 yards like running away from the Bucks defense Jeez. before passes and sacks and just all that fun stuff. 500 yards. Also, That's insane. Also, Mahomes <laughs> was pressured 29 times on dropbacks, which is the most in Super Bowl history. So, just every play, yeah, it, there it was, was somebody every, on the Bucks defense, and it was somebody different in the backfield. That's the crazy thing. Like, big shout out to the Bucks defense, man. Yeah, Todd Bowl, Todd Bowles came into this game. He was embarrassed that first game against the Chiefs. Tyreek had had two Bills coming out of the first quarter. People were saying he might go for eight hundred that game. That obviously wasn't going <laughs> to, but it, he was on pace and. Todd Bowles said, we're not going to let Tyreek beat us. So he got doubled pretty much all game. Yeah. And they just really, really took advantage of a depleted O-line. And it's not even like they were sending pressure. They were just creating pressure. Just off the strength of having some dogs up front. And that's really the story Absolutely. of the game. That front seven on the Bucks is nothing to play no, with, man. No, 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 no. And... Nothing to play with. And we'll talk a little bit more about, like... What's going to happen next year, too, because the Bucks have plenty of cap room. They're the best team in football because they won the whole thing. Plenty of cap room. Tom's coming back. You got to think they're going to go get somebody else, right? Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> there's a big free agent on the market. Um, there's two of them, actually. Um, his, 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 nick, his name rhymes with T.J. Watt. <laughs> so uh, we'll, we'll see if we can get the the other disgruntled Texan in the Tampa Bay and get him a ring too because that would be and, and there's news of uh Pat Pete coming out of Arizona they're trying to move him so well yeah they they're they're moving away from each other as well so Patrick Peterson and and uh JJ Watt are both really really talented guys that deserve to be on good teams and the Bucks so are if you, that. if you add just one of them to this defense yeah mm Mm-mm-mm. I think Pat Pete would benefit a little more than, or he would be more impactful. Block. I think just because this, the Bucks have a great defense and their pass defense has been great all playoffs, but that is the one weakness on this team. If you have to point to one, yeah. But you know, yeah, a, a lot of people are. It's still on the Brady hate train. They say, "Oh, his." His defense wins champ- or his, all his championships and the, the refs and this and that and the other thing. Listen, you don't get lucky seven times. 
Yeah. Football is a team sport. Of course your defense is hopefully going to help you win games, right? I, that, that's what you want. I, I uh, sure hope it, you don't have helps. to go out there and be Peyton Manning when they won that Super Bowl a couple of years, or when they lost the Super Bowl a couple years ago. That team was putting up like fifty-five yeah. a game, and they got into the Super Bowl and got absolutely dunked on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and that's what happens Terrible. when you don't have a complete team. And so the Bucks had a complete team. They looked really good. They came with a game plan, and. Really, this game was about as dominant as it could have been from Tampa. My favorite thing about this Bucks team is just week by week, they just get better and better and better. Yep. And it's nuts. Yeah, and before, I mean, we, before we've the seen game. progression every single week. We've seen the lows, we've seen like the little highs. And they come into this game saying, we haven't even played our best game yeah, yet. Yeah, Tom literally said that before. And the game. that's very true because. Their defense played their best game of the year. Yeah. And and that's the crazy thing, too. They scored 31 points in this game, and the offense wasn't, like, profound by any mean. Tom only had 200 yards. Their best receiver was Gronk with 67. He was almost two yards away from his favorite number. It's a shame. Um, <laughs> Fournette. Nice. Yeah, nice, right? <laughs> uh, the three guys that were impactful on the offense are all three guys that Tom brought in in the offseason, which is pretty funny. Yeah, that's the crazy thing. Like, you get obviously Tom and then those three that are all new. You get the two rookies on defense who went off as well. And just the fact that all these new guys just come together and just elevate this team to a point that they haven't been to in a long, long time. Yeah, and and Tom, he wasn't really pressured all that much in this game. I think he got sacked two or three times, but those were, like, the only pressure situations he was in were those, like, two or three sacks. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Bucks' O-line really, really got held down by Tristan Wirfs, a, a fantastic draft pick uh, who just really yeah. worked out for them. And, you know. And we were given high praise, too, when they made that. Oh, pick. yeah. I mean, we knew right away because we, we've seen what Tristan did. We've seen that. We saw some tape. We know what he could do. And we knew you go get Tom Brady, you better go invest in a guy to protect him. They did that right away. Exactly. And it paid off in dividends immediately. Tom played the healthiest season of his career. So did Gronk. This was Gronk's first full season healthy since 2011. And it's just what you want to see from guys that make impacts and that are supposed to make impacts getting the guys around them to help them be better. Absolutely. And, you know, the Buck, the Bucks looked really good coming into this. Bruce Arians, we knew he was going to do something with this team because he was, he's been a great coach his whole career. We didn't expect him to go get Tom Brady. So we didn't, we didn't think this was maybe the end goal for him as a Bucks head coach <laughs> kind of gets fallen into his lap. Um, and yeah, you, you can't imagine he has the same success with last year's team. Yeah, and I mean maybe there is to some extent, but some. Yeah. Now I also need to give a lot of credit. In theory, to the, they weren't too far out of the playoffs last year. Yeah, exactly. They were around five hundred. Um, yeah. I want to give a lot of credit to the Bucks front office for how they've been drafting too. Um, pretty much yeah. every guy on this team outside of Ndamukong Sue. And Tom Brady, Gronk, and A.B. are, like, homegrown. I mean, the entire defense, Levante, David, Winfield, Bunting, 
all those guys are homegrown, straight from the draft. And then on offense, too, I mean, Chris Godwin, Tristan Wirfs, like we said, Mike Evans, Ronald Jones. These are all guys that were drafted by this team. And then, like you said, bringing in Sue, getting JPP, and then you bring in other guys like Gronk, who who got pretty good experience. Yeah. Like, obviously, you got two Super Bowl champs and JPP and then Gronk. And JPP ends up uh, being one of them that beats Brady in the Super Bowl, so that's cool. (laughs) (laughs) They can finally end that. (laughs) Yeah. I do want to give a lot of credit to the Chiefs, though. Um, They they only lost three games all year, and realistically, one of them didn't even count. They just didn't try on Week 17. This is Patrick Mahomes' first ever loss as a pro by more than one score. So that's... Insane. It's a tough game to have that happen to you, but... It's still impressive that he lasted this long with that. I mean, it's been this is his fourth season now, so that's just a ridiculous thing. And there's no doubt that Mahomes is still the the upper echelon of quarterback in this league. Um, he didn't really have a whole lot of help from his teammates outside of Travis Kelsey, and even Kelsey had a had a big drop in this game. But outside of Kelsey, Huge. there was just nobody showing that they could contribute offensively and to hold Tariq Hill uh to just 73 yards also and keep in mind that those 73 yards about 50 of them were garbage time yeah it was just the Bucks playing prevent letting the clock run out kind of a deal exactly so keep that in mind too not like the, the stats still count so I'm happy Tyreek did eventually get the ball but it was far too little <laughs> far too late yeah and it was just kind of one of those days, like, he doesn't throw a touchdown. This is the first time since 2017 that the Chiefs don't score a touchdown as a team. And that's four years ago, so, um, which is insane. What a turnaround. They only score nine points. They they kick a field goal in the first three quarters. Nothing in the fourth. There was no scoring in the fourth, actually, so somebody made a lot of money off that, I'm sure. Um, I know I made a lot of money off this game. I put I put a little money on the Bucks before the playoffs started to to win to win Let's it all. Go. So big big Bucks. big shout out to a, a couple couple hundred coming my way. Um, <laughs> Let's go. It, that's also been something that if you watch like our playoff preview episodes, if there's ever a team that I'm kind of favoriting. From my end, not that I think they're going to win it all, but that I want to win it all, there's a good chance that I have money on them. <laughs> so, uh, shout out to the Yankees and the Reds earlier this year uh, for both <laughs> letting me down. Oh, but the, the Bucks picked me up, and I appreciate that. I really do. Big shout out. Big shout out. But the thing about the Chiefs, that drive they had right before the half. That was their best-looking drive of the first half, Mm -hmm. and it looked like they were getting some momentum. They were starting to click a little bit. They were moving efficiently downfield, and then they just hit a wall. Well, that's that's what happens when you get a holding call on a big play, and and then you get yeah, and then immediately get sacked. Yeah, the penalties were really bad. The most penalized first half of Super Bowl football ever was against the Chiefs. You're not going to win games doing that. No. Not at all. Not even a little bit. And to have 11 in total, it's just bad. It's just really, really bad. 
Yeah. Now, given where a couple of them just could have not have been thrown, yeah, sure, whatever. But still, <laughs> you you also got two pass interference calls that also were really really tough. <laughs> they were tough that there were pass interference, but there were certainly penalties, and I think that needs to be like really stated. Like these yeah. guys were like tackled. But where the ball is catchable, I don't know. Probably not. But they were still, like, yeah. clearly interfered with and impeded. And um, flags were thrown for the better, probably. And they, they led the points. Um, also, the Bucks left some points on the table, too. They did go for a fourth and one at the goal line. So this game could have been 38-9, to, to nine too. Let's not, let's not forget that. Yeah, that's facts. Ronald Jones gets stuffed. Yeah, straight stuffed. On the one you inch you line. Could, <laughs> if there was a moment in the game that the Chiefs could have like really needed a, a jolt, it was right there. You get that stop. If you could have scored anything off of that. Now, I know there's never been um, a 99-yard drive in the Super Bowl, ever. If there was ever a time for it, it was right there. That would have really yeah, got they, them back they in the game. they needed it right there. I actually think they would have had the lead had they – it would have wound up being like 10-7, to 7, and it would be a whole different game, obviously, because they didn't even score 10, but crazy. Yeah, and when the Chiefs went to obviously jump out in front with the 3-0, you're like, all right, cool. They, they have the lead. The Bucks, uh come down, they get stopped, and then that end up getting the touchdown. Once they get the touchdown and get the lead, you, you feel kind of a little shift. Like, you just had that feeling, like, oh. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. It, that there's something. Mm-hmm. And then it happens again. Oh, there's something. And then the Chiefs only get the field goal. It's like, ooh. The funny thing, too, is we've said this all year, talking about the Chiefs and, like, watching the games. You don't beat the Chiefs by kicking field goals. You don't do no. it. And so guess what the Bucks didn't do? They kicked one field goal yesterday. And it was when the game was pretty much already out of hand. Yep. Every other drive, they were going for touchdowns because that's how you beat a team that typically puts up 31 every game. Crazy. Crazy stuff. So the Chiefs kind of do exactly what every other team tried to do to them and try and score when they really needed touchdowns. Doesn't work out. Tom Brady wins his seventh Super Bowl ring. More than any other franchise in the league, he is in a class of his own. He has more playoff wins than anybody ever by a mile. He has more playoff wins than anybody ever after just age 37. Hmm. He has more playoff wins than anybody ever just in the championship games and the Super Bowl. And I saw a stat that said he has... More passing touchdowns than passing playoff touchdowns than any Bucks quarterback in franchise history. Like total? Yes. Or I think I believe it's tied. I think there's ten combined for uh, Bucks playoff uh, touchdown passes, and then this touchdown. I mean, this playoff run, he had ten. That's pretty wild. Yeah. And I, I mean, it makes sense because the Bucks have never had like consistent quarterbacks that have gone from year to year so that makes sense i think the only yeah. one that went to multiple was brad johnson so that makes sense shout out brad shout out to the other tampa legend Son. 
<laughs> also, shout out to Alexa for <laughs> chatting over there. But, again, a great Super Bowl 55 in Tampa Bay, from Tampa Bay. The Bucks take it home, win their second championship with Tom Brady at the helm, his seventh. A pretty historic weekend, if you ask me. And certainly one of the things that you're gonna lean, you're gonna put your hat on when it comes to the, the greatest ever conversation. That I don't think is much of a conversation anymore. But this is it, but, it's hard to even have that conversation, man. Yeah, like it's it's really really tough. Well, what can you say? Well, what can you possibly say? Like yeah. seven rings in football is just unheard of. It's such a varied sport because just things change constantly and like once a scheme gets picked up on it stops working you see it every year and to make it more than once shout out Mm -hmm. you you do it twice all right you're pretty good you do it three times you're great well do it seven more than that seven (laughs) what are we talking about here (laughs) you do it seven and it's just dumb at that point like damn you're still here go home the man's 43. Why are you Go here? Home, <laughs> I also just love the the Brady and, and LeBron kind of comparisons that we get to have this year just because both pretty much do really similar things. Yeah, and I love how they keep on going back and forth with each other. The wash goat. Yeah. It's great. It, it's fun. It, it's super fun. Because we're seeing two of the best athletes ever. Like, they've both been to 10 championship games and – and they're still you don't going. see that. <laughs> the, the best you part don't is see that. the best part is they've both been to ten championship games. They're both quote unquote towards the end of their career, which obviously we don't know that because I don't think they're ever going to retire. Um, and they're both on the best teams that they've ever had right now. I yeah. think this Bucks team going into next season because wh- it's not an if; it's a when they get some big free agent or like trade target type of guy like a J.J. Mm-hmm. Watt or a Peterson or whoever else might be available. This team's mm-hmm. going to be that much better. They got a whole nother draft, which we know Tampa's great at doing that. They Again, they have all the money in the world under the cap. So this is a team that is going to get better next year, and it's scary. And the yeah, Lakers got a lot We're not going to see that week-by-week week progression. We're going to, from the jump, we're just going to see just – Dominance. Yep. Well, have they and lost it's, since? It's be scary. Have they lost since like week fourteen? I feel like this team hasn't lost in like two months. I don't. I don't think so. Off the top of my head, I don't think so. Because they were playing really, no, really they good. Football. They they lost their last loss of the season was to the Chiefs. Hmm. They lost to the Chiefs. They wow. lost to the Rams. Lost to the Chiefs. And then rattled off four to end the season, Vikings, Falcons, Lions, Falcons, and then four in the playoffs, uh, Washington, Saints, Packers, Chiefs. They have to face Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, and Patrick Mahomes to win the Super Bowl. Hey, don't forget about Taylor Heineke. And and Taylor Heineke, who played better than Drew Brees. (laughs) Heineke! Let's not forget that. (laughs) Hey, Heineke... Played, bro. Heineke, Heineke earned out. a contract somewhere. Like that boy balled he out. We're not going to skip over his name. No, that he, boy balled he, he out. He was really good. He was, he was really, really good. I'll, I'll put respect on his name. Absolutely. Um, 
you know, we're not going to sit here and just talk about Tom all, all podcasts like we like to do because it gets bland at, at some yeah, point. I, <laughs> I believe last week or the week before his episode, it's, we went on a Tom rant yeah. for about 15, 20 minutes. Yeah, I, uh, let's talk about that halftime show, though. Hey, the well, week What do you think about the it? The weekend. It was cool. I, I enjoyed it. I know every dancer, or maybe not every dancer, but like a, a lot of the dancers were all Tampa, like locals. And there were like uh, mm-hmm. local, obviously dancers that the weekend got on board. So shout out to that. I know he's kind of built this whole like theme coming into this performance. Yeah, and this was kind of like the the grand finale of that theme. So that's pretty cool. It was really, it was really, really cool. I know he spent a lot of his own money. Put it. Yeah, he doesn't even it. get paid for the halftime show, and he put up seven million. Yeah, crazy. And he definitely didn't have the full facilities that every other act ever has gotten because they usually get the full stage and they get to bring out whoever they want mm-hmm. and they get to interact with the fans and all that he didn't have those at his disposal but he still had a really good show and he was very clearly not lip syncing which was sick like he was really really good himself yeah and I, and what he did with like what he had was it was pretty cool yeah it certainly was it, it certainly was it, it was cool it was also really cool for like an R&B singer from Toronto to kind of be at the Super Bowl. Like, that's that's really cool. There was a picture I saw of him in 2008, and it was at, like, a talent show somewhere. And then fast forward to 2021, he's singing at the Super Bowl. Yeah, you're the headliner at the Super Bowl. Crazy stuff. That, that's wild, bro. But it, it was... I thought the whole show was going to be in that little, like, skyline stage set that he had going on above the crowd and then out of nowhere they just go down a field level and they got bro. about like 500 people down there and he just pops up like 20 seconds later man was teleporting <laughs> and he was doing that a couple of times like he ends up in the mirror room inside of the skyline thing then he ends up on top of it and then he comes back down it, it was cool the way all that was set up how it was opening smoke coming all out the lights around the uh, skyline mm-hmm. you have like the whole choir starting to play uh violins and do all that in each uh spot so it, it was pretty cool production value was really dope yeah um and i mean it, it was cool for us too because we're fans of the weekend and we've, mm-hmm. we've kind of seen his music evolve over the years which is cool to see it get like it's really cool to see an artist that you've liked from like day one get to a point like this yeah and so that was really cool for me to see. I'll tell you that. And the finale of it, when uh, it transitions into blinding lights and finishes off with that, and you just got everybody with the gloves and the glare coming off the camera. Yeah. Just all that. Cool stuff. It, it was really well done. It was well thought out, really well ex- executed, too. Good stuff. Last thing we're going to talk about, though, is the commercials. Dog water. Bad. The, I said this to shout out to Tark. We were watching the game together. I go to him. I'm like, look, the, he he was saying, I hope this year uh, commercial is gonna be dope. I was like, no, there was never a chance. <laughs> Expect them to be the worst they've ever been. Yeah. And the best one we got was probably like the 
seven mini series of the Paramount Studios. The Paramount <laughs> ones were funny because it was like, guys, we get it. Paramount is a series. Yeah, like they, they just stretched it. And I mean, I'm cool with commercials like that for the Super Bowl because they're kind of engaging. Yeah. Like you watch one, then you see it pop up. You're like, oh, all right. And they just keep on going for the rest of the show. So I'm cool with that. But that's that was definitely the best one. <laughs> I will say I'm thankful that they didn't kill Baby Peanut again. Or Mr. Peanut again. I didn't have to go through that trauma <laughs> of Mr. Peanut getting yeeted again off a cliff because that's how they wanted to kill him. <laughs> Happy we didn't have to oh, deal man. with that trauma. And uh, I mean, a, lo- a lot of the commercials were very like inclusive and very uh, pushing for equality and stuff like that. So there is something to be said about that. I'm happy about all that. And the messages were all really good. But it, it kind of sucks because Super Bowl commercials were, like, known to be really funny and, like, really entertaining. And they've kind of strayed away from that the last, like, five years. Yeah. Like, I get you have a big audience. You want to give a message of whatever you want to give. I get that. But, I don't know. It, it's tough. Like, we're, you want to be entertained also. Okay, give us a couple of them. But you can also give a message, but making it a good commercial, too. Yeah. It doesn't have to be a tearjerker with the Bud Light horses. Bro, I miss those <laughs> where, horses, I mean, the, Bud, the Budweiser horses just falling over and caving. Yeah. Like, you can give us some dope stuff. But, yeah, they're definitely dog water commercials. Yeah, big dog water. Box like Nate Robinson. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, with that, guys, we're going to head out of here. Thank you for listening, as always. We are full pivoting to basketball full-time pretty much next week. Uh, Actually, there's one thing we got to talk about real, real quick. Uh, Trevor Bauer went to the Dodgers. Not fair. Not very cash money of you, Trevor Bauer. Don't do that. Yeah. They already won. The league's already (laughs) dead. Stop it. (laughs) Yeah, so the Dodgers yeah. are that much yeah. better now. Makes me makes me. A you you have to think they're the favorites right now, right? I thought they were the favorites before. <laughs> All right, well, this, this solidifies it. Yeah, <laughs> they were the favorites before. <laughs> now they get the Cy yeah, Young, solid. so it solidifies it. Yeah, but we'll talk more baseball next week. We'll mostly be talking basketball. Yeah, we're uh, ten days away from pitchers and catchers reporting, which is just so. insane to me. So you're going to get a full-time basketball episode for one week, <laughs> just like last week, and then then sprinkle in some baseball, yeah, too. Yeah, but, you know, we'll be back on pretty much every other sport from here on out, and we will keep up to date with all of that. Make sure you follow us on Instagram and Twitter, at underscore the spectators. If you don't already, go check out our YouTube channel again. Check out that vlog. If you have not done it, you'll see us at the Super Bowl experience in Tampa Bay. And we'll see you guys next week. Later, everybody. Peace.